Hello, welcome to a six-string hayride podcast, a journey through the world of classic country music with your hosts, Chris Wainscott and Jim O'Malley. We will be covering all of the great topics in country music, from mama to prison to dancing to drinking to guitar picking to all the crazy deal with the devil hockey talking stuff you do on Saturday night and how you try to get it past your Lord on Sunday morning. So climb aboard the cart and let's go. Hello, welcome to the Six String Hayride podcast with Chris Wainscott and Jim O'Malley. Today, as we're closing in on our one-year anniversary of the show, we will have a few special episodes in October for that, so please bear that in mind. But yeah, for the first time in Hayride podcast history, we actually went on a ride. Uh, Just a few days ago, Friday, September 22nd, Chris and I left Chicago bright and early with some coffee and some music in the trusty Subaru and went up to beautiful suburban Detroit, Michigan to see Willie Nelson and Bob Weir on what Willie Nelson has been doing all year to celebrate his 90th birthday. He's been hosting and headlining what's called the Outlaw Music Festival. They had a run in the late spring and early summer through the West and parts of the Midwest, sharing the bill with Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. This late summer run has been on the East Coast with Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers. We're shining door along the sea. With the string cheese incident.
the surprise on this festival bill over the last few weeks has been a young man by the name of Waylon Payne. His dad played guitar with Willie Nelson for many years. Uh, Waylon, who Chris and I were kind of talking about as a kid at the show, is actually in his 50s. He played Jerry Lee Lewis in the Johnny Cash, June Carter biography film, Walk the Line. And Waylon Payne is definitely a guy you want to keep an eye and a couple ears on. The coffee in my cup's not even cold. Everything is different. Everything has changed. I must have been a fool to think things would stay the same. The only thing that's certain is this old world keeps turning and you realize that you've been left behind. Guitar player played some nice original songs, did some good covers, and he's pretty much become the little band leader in Willie's lineup now. After years of having a, a large band on stage uh, because of death and retirement, Willie now has a small acoustic quartet anchored by himself on guitar and Waylon Payne on guitar, and then they have a stand-up bass and just a real small, standard country-type drum kit. So, yes, the Outlaw Music Festival, they were wrapping up their late summer run. Chris and I caught them in Clarkston, Michigan, at the beautiful Pine Knob Music Theater. They are doing a last round of dates beginning October 6th in West Palm Beach, Florida, and they're wrapping that up on October 15th in Alabama. They're basically doing about 10 days around the southeast, Florida, Alabama, and Mississippi. And they're going to have the Avid Brothers and Government Mule on the bill for those shows. That's a good lineup as well. So, yes, Pine Knob Music Theater, a nice old place. It's been there about 50 years. It's the traditional mid-sized band shell with a lawn. It's about 15,000, so not as large as a, a lot of the outdoor festival sites. Good sounding venue. Chris and I were at the very last row of the seated pavilion, which really means that when we got there, a security guard handed us two folding chairs and offered us our own little slab of concrete. Yeah, Jim, one of the things you mentioned was Waylon Payne, who opened the show and then uh, also set in with Willie's band. And like you said, was more or less Willie's band leader. I was not familiar with him. I mean, it turns out I was because of the uh, walk the line tie in. God gave us a great big apple seed and he said, don't touch it. He didn't say touch it once in a while. He didn't say take a nibble when you're hungry. He said, don't touch it. Don't think about touching it. Don't sing about touching it. Don't think about singing about touching it. But I didn't realize I was familiar with him. I did know that he is the son of Jody Payne, who was the longtime guitar player in Willie's band. Uh, he was on stage with Willie for decades. And I really thought that 
this guy has a lot to say and I hope they keep finding a way to let him say it. I really enjoyed his originals. Uh, I liked that when he did a cover of ring of fire, that it was not a straight up traditional cover. He slowed it down a little bit and made it more interesting. So definitely somebody that I know I'm going to be keeping an eye on in the future. The concert was just extraordinary. Absolutely. And that brings us to our two headlining musicians, Willie Nelson and Bob Weir. In a lot of ways, these guys are a lot more similar in their careers than you would expect. Uh, Willie Nelson, of course, celebrating the big 90 this year, born April 29th of 1933. And I'm not much for believing in astrology, but another April 29th birthday is Duke Ellington. And between Duke and Willie Nelson, that's a respectable chunk of the great American songbook. Maybe the day you're born does have something to do with it. Willie Nelson begins a career in 1956. His recording career begins. Uh, he's got about a nine, 10 year head start on Bob Weir. Uh, starting in 1979, up until now, Willie has done about 30 film appearances, beginning with Electric Horseman in 1979. Uh, Willie, not only for the incredible songwriting and the really distinctive, relaxed, kind of off-the-beat vocal style, Willie Nelson is widely regarded as one of the great guitar players, period. It's a style very much based on and influenced by the great Django Reinhardt. Uh, I was commenting to Chris when we got back to the hotel after the show Friday night that I think Willie might secretly be the greatest flamenco guitar player out there. I mean, there's so much of that traditional Spanish element in his style, and that's the nylon string style of the guitar we all know and love as Trigger. Trigger is a Martin N20. It's a spruce top guitar, Brazilian rosewood. Uh, again, nylon strings. The guitar tech is a guy named Tom Hawkins. He's the fellow who takes care of the guitar for Willie when he's on the road. And yeah, Willie has this really unique, odd, kind of not from this earth style. That quite flamenco it's not quite jazz it's not quite country it's a healthy dose of all of those and like bob weir he's somebody who has an instantly recognizable guitar sound kind of an oddball unique style uh weir 
was heavily influenced not by other guitar players when he was younger, but by McCoy Tyner, and especially the piano arrangements that Tyner did on his records with John Coltrane. And this makes a lot of sense in the bigger picture because Weir's very famous guitar partner for 30 years is, of course, Jerry Garcia, who was really influenced by trumpet and saxophone as much as he was by banjo music and by Bill Monroe's music early on. You listen to a lot of what Garcia's doing, and it's very heavy trumpet influenced in the phrasing for Weir to wind up with a rhythm or counterpoint guitar style reminiscent of McCoy Tyner's piano. That really makes a lot of sense when you listen to the conversation guitar-wise between the two men over the years. guitar styles and very much like buck owens bob weir has that style that is treble 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 to the nth degree a lot of that is they're playing in noisy kind of dance rooms and theaters earlier in their career in the mid-60s in san francisco but also when you have a bass player like phil lesh who really saw himself as more of a brass section and with the exception of maybe six or seven years in the 70s, the Grateful Dead vocabulary almost always involved a heavy B3 organ sound. And to get between the mess of the left hand of the organ and a very complex bass player like Lesh, you just turn up the treble and you cut through and you play every weird version of every standard chord that you can think of. At the concert we saw a few days ago, uh, Weir's band, the Wolf Brothers, with Jay Lane on drums, producer Don was on bass, and oh boy, for a couple decades now, uh, loyal and incredible piano player Jeff Cimente, uh, his partnership with Weir has really been something over the last 20-some years. 
but yeah weird just has that style of just kind of cutting through and it's not quite rhythm guitar it's not quite lead guitar it's exactly what the song needs and it's exactly the harmonic structure that a keyboard player and a bass player need to kind of link what they're doing together for the good of the band. The other real common thing that these men share is kind of a bizarre, unconventional recording career. Both Nelson and Weir have had long periods where people have said, oh, it's much better to go to one of their live concerts. Don't buy the record. It's just not as good. Uh, both men are really well known for the catalog, the songbook that they represent. In Willie's case, it's almost exclusively his own work. He has some collaborations with Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and other people along the way. In Bob Weir's case, he has his partnership with John Barlow, but he's also left with the task for 20-some years now of preserving the Jerry Garcia, Robert Hunter songbook. These two men were the big collaborators in his life over the Grateful Dead years. Both men have been gone for some time now. And at 75 years old for Bob and at 90 years old for Willie, these men are really still defined by the fact that they're still out there actively touring, actively sharing their catalogs with an audience and from what Chris and I have seen at shows over the years, you really, you see a bunch of 20-year-olds in the crowd. You see a bunch of 60-year and up folks in the crowd. Clearly, these are songs that are worth preserving, that are worth singing. When you've got a good twelve to 15,000 people in an outdoor place on a decent summer night, and you see 30, 40 years age span in the audience, and everybody knows a good chunk of the words to almost everything, that's a nice little bit of faith in humanity right there. Yeah, both guys have an audience that is known for their loyalty, for their traveling, for their... They're really kind of the rock and roll version of the Star Trek audience. You know, they will go where you go. They will be there for you. And it's a real nice community feeling. The, again, these are working musicians. And, and that's what's defined their careers I think more than their celebrity or their record sales have. One of the things I find myself really enjoying with both of these guys is that, you know, you mentioned Bobby is 75, Willie is 90. These are definitely guys who are at the tail end of their careers, but neither of them are phoning it in. Now for Bob, you know, he puts together a new band with the Wolf brothers a few years ago and he essentially changes a lot of the arrangements to the songs. There's a lot of things that he slows down a little bit. He makes it a little more mellow, but he just breathes new life into something that's existed forever. I, I was blown away by the cover of Tomorrow Never Knows, uh, the Beatles song. Turn off your mind, relax, oh, 
You know, for example, with the Tomorrow Never Knows cover, I've heard this song live numerous times over the years, but this was just a completely different approach to it. I, I really enjoyed the way that the band brought this. You know, the other thing is with Willie, he's obviously he's getting up there in years even more rapidly than Bobby. I mean, you know, Willie is 90. And his voice is a little thinner than it used to be. There was times where it seemed pretty obvious that he was trying to get to a note that maybe he doesn't have as an easy a time getting to anymore. Little things I could have said and done. point in time did i feel like i was getting ripped off by somebody who's just phoning it in for a payday in both cases with bob weir and wolf brothers and with willie nelson's band in both cases i really thought that they did a good job of bringing the tunes uh, i really enjoyed the mama tried that bob weir did um, we've actually talked about that one a couple times on the podcast. show itself uh again this is at pine knob in michigan about fifteen thousand people and bob weir and the wolf brothers come out and do about an 80 85 minutes set and that's kind of how spoiled his audience is that seems terribly short 
for any sort of outing uh, with Mr. Weir. And he covered a nice chunk of the old Grateful Dead songbook with Weather Report Suite and Scarlet Begonias. For many years, Weir has been covering Merle Haggard songs, Johnny Cash songs, Marty Robbins songs. We got a nice treat with Mama Tried. Uh, the other real nice treat in Bobby and the Wolf Brothers show was uh, a wonderful Chuck Berry cover of Around and Round. As much as Bobby has been supporting the Marty Robbins and Merle Haggard songbooks over the years, he is one to break out and absolute fantastic, blow your face off your head, Chuck Berry cover, and the band did not disappoint. I thought and, they did a fantastic job. Uh, and I agree. I think that the Chuck Berry cover with Around and Round was a really nice way to close the show. So, the, you know, again, this is a very familiar set list that Willie's out there playing. But again, I really want to emphasize that he still changes it up from tour to tour and from show to show a little bit. And at no point in time did I get the impression that Willie was just phoning it in. course it was really nice near the end when the penultimate song was something that we also closed with on the podcast will the circle be unbroken and you and i looked at each other as soon as that started and we're like oh yeah we know where this is going and hey ride listeners i'm pretty sure you know too
very few concessions to being 90 years old and still actively out on the road uh, came from Willie. And key differences are it's now a quartet instead of a larger band. There's no fiddle or pedal steel. There's no large piano on stage. It's really just the essentials, you know, two guitar, bass, a little bit of drums. And that worked really well because the strength of the songs and the power of Willie's personality, that's really more than you're ever going to need. Uh, the real historical part of this, of course, personally, Chris and I know this is probably the last time that we will see Willie Nelson perform, but there have been festival bills over the years where either Bob Weir or Willie Nelson have come out and joined the other first song or two here or there. Uh, the very first time I saw Willie was in Milwaukee in 2003. Uh, that was one of the first shows I went to with Chris, and Willie came out and did a couple numbers with one of the dead reunions at that time. So I've seen him and Bobby play together. But this was the very first time that Bob just came out as a guitarist and played an entire show with Willie. She changed the lock on my front door. My door key don't fit no more. So move it all over. Move it all over. Move it all over. Move it all first comes out bob weir comes out and chris and i were kind of looking like okay well they'll just get the one or two songs of duet out of the way right away and then after a couple songs we look at each other and it's like oh he's just here for the whole thing wow cool and it's been three days and i'm still just floored by that if you have a chance to go see any of these remaining tour dates please go if you have a chance to do some buying of music or some streaming of music, please give Mr. Waylon Payne your time. You will not regret it. And um, I can tell you that both Weir and Willie Nelson support a lot of the same causes. Uh, the farm aid charities, 
rainforest charities, alternative energy-based education programs, voter registration, and cannabis reform. So if any of those things move you in any way and you want to show your respect for some of the cultural issues that these great musicians talk about, uh, maybe throw a few bucks at one of those things. And as always, thank you very much for spending some time. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again, big finish. And I can't wait to get on the road again. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. As always, we'd like to remind you to email us at sixstringhayride at yahoo.com. Six is spelled out. You can also search us uh, on Facebook as Six String Hayride. Or what we'd really appreciate you doing is finding us on Patreon under Six String Hayride as well. Well, folks, thanks again for joining your hosts, Chris Wainscott and Jim O'Malley on the Six String Hayride Classic Country Podcast. We are here for all of your classic country, rockabilly, early rock and roll, little gospel, little blues, a lot of excellent country music themed recipes. And basically we are here to keep your musical circle rocking, bopping and very much unbroken. So thank you for sticking with us. We will see you down the road real soon. And again, whether it's in your home in your community, wherever it is, you do your thing. Keep your circle unbroken. Stay well, stay safe, and we'll see you real soon. Oh, can the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by? There's a bitter home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. One of these days, and it won't be long, I'll rejoin them in a song. I'm gonna join the family circle at the throne No, the circle won't be broken By and by, Lord, by and by Remember, the Force will be with you, always.